All right, y'all. So bear with me because I know every time I get on here, I'm always saying how I've been neglecting podcasting and how I'm getting back into it. You know, this is I'm ripping the bandit off. I'm getting back into it. I'm about to start doing it more frequently. And then I literally ghost it again for like another two months <laughs> um, working on it. OK, it's because I want to have guests on like I want to have other people to talk to as much as I love talking to myself it's always um, more interesting to have different perspectives and ideas kind of bouncing off of each other. So I will have guests soon. I definitely have some, you know, more specific topics that I want to um, kind of introduce, you know, things about relationships and modern day dating and, you know, just like self-love and glowing up and setting boundaries and kind of all of those things. So it is one of my, I don't want to say New Year's resolutions because it's not like something I'm writing down as a goal, like just for the new year, but it is definitely something that I want to get into just for the sake of like my own sanity, like just talking about this shit always just helps. And if you're listening, maybe you can relate. Like I would argue that most of the people listening, you know, we're all kind of 20 somethings trying to navigate this weird time in our lives of one, the pandemic, two, just like relationships and how everything seems so instant gratification and everyone has such a short, you know, attention span. And it's like swipe left, swipe right, like go on dates, like stay single. Like it's just a lot. It's overwhelming. Um, not overwhelming, but it's a lot. And if you don't have like a grip on it or like even know how to approach it, it can definitely become overwhelming. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to have some people on and kind of bounce those topics around if you have any topics you kind of want to just, you know, you want to hear me talk about, to talk shit about, um, definitely feel free to suggest them. I'm always open, you know, to kind of um, making the topic of conversation around, you know, something interesting and something of interest. So I'm always open for that. Um, but speaking of, you know, sort of avoiding or neglecting my podcast, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about rant about tonight is um, not my podcast specifically, but just like, and not me specifically, but just humans in general, um, how we tend to avoid difficult things. Um, you know, we avoid the hard things sometimes, or as my dear friend India would like to say, uh, taking the path of least resistance. And uh, that's kind of twofold because then, you know, it's also like, why do we neglect the things that we know make us feel good, make us feel happy, healthy, creative, fulfilled, whatever the case is. Um, Because I was having a conversation with my mother earlier and she was super into like yoga at one point, like she's generally active, but like was super into yoga at one point. And she was like, I saw a video of you like doing yoga. And she was like, just watching it made me feel so good. And it just like clicks with me where I'm like, you verbalize it, you know it, you see it, you feel it, you know the thing that makes you feel good. And yet we don't always make time for it. And I'm guilty of it too. Like, for example, podcasting. I love doing it. I do it because it's a creative outlet because I enjoy the process of talking, whether it's to myself or another person exploring ideas um and yet I literally do it like once a month um you know for some people it's working out like it feels amazing right like I can attest to that afterwards I hardly ever regret a workout 
Um, except for like the one or two times where I would get like an exercise induced migraine after and then it's a bitch and then I'm just upset and then I regret that workout. But other than that, right, like I never regret it. And I'm sure most people are like that, where if you go on a walk, even like do some yoga, do some stretching, get a good weightlifting session in, whatever the case is, and you walk away like feeling so much better, but it's always difficult initiating the thing, right? Um, and it doesn't even have to be health wise, right? Like it can be relationships just in the fact of like, being in a relationship that you know is no longer serving you, whether it's platonic, familial, romantic, no longer serving you, and yet instead of walking away, instead of implementing boundaries, instead of, you know, just like really assessing the situation for what it is, we just allow it because that seems easier, that seems less resistant than facing the situation, than talking to the person, than the hard conversations, then the communicating, then the leaving your relationship, right? Like leaving a relationship is very difficult. Ending a relationship is very difficult. Like it's difficult on both ends. Um, But I would argue it's just as, ah, that may seem selfish, but like it can be still be very difficult for the person who is doing the breaking up. Um, if you know, you have a soul and you care about that person because it's hard, like having those conversations are hard. Telling someone you're not interested is difficult. Um, you know, saying no to a job offer that you made it to the third round of interviews just to realize that this may not be the position or the fit that you're necessarily looking for. That's difficult. It's the path of least resistance because it doesn't take the hard conversations. It doesn't take the, you know, hard stop and like looking in the mirror and like talking to that person or even, you know, addressing it to yourself. Um, But I think sometimes we fail to realize that taking that path of least resistance, it does a lot of things, but one of them is it leaves us soft, like In the moment, it can seem like the easy, the good thing to do, right? Because you're like, ah, I'll just settle, right? Like, I don't really want this job, um, but I made it to the third round of interviews. I don't want to disappoint them. So I'm just going to, you know, eat it, bite the bullet and just take the job. And, you know, I may suffer for a few years, but I'll figure it out, right? So like in the moment, it seems like you're you're taking the path of least resistance because you're avoiding you know, declining a position that, you know, took time and effort and other people's time and efforts. Um, yet you don't realize that you're diminishing yourself on the back end. You're diminishing your worth. You're diminishing what you want and who you are and kind of what you're willing to tolerate and what you expect. Um, you know, and same thing for just relationships in general, like sticking in that shit just because, just to, just to save face, just for whatever, like, you're diminishing yourself and your ability to grow and flourish because you don't want to hurt the other person and that's super valid and I can appreciate the selflessness but at the same time it's like if you're checked out if you're you know not in it not into it not loving the other person like 
save you all the heartache, save yourself the heartache of years down the road of just settling and just do it, have the hard conversation. And it doesn't even have to be a breakup in a relationship. And like I said, it's not even just romantic. It's whether it's with your best friend and you don't like how they've been treating you recently or it's with your parents and you feel like you need to implement boundaries because they've been telling you too much about the other parent that you don't want to know about. Like, just kind of taking that step of, all right, but like, what do I need? What is important to me in this moment? What will serve me, especially in the long term, right? Like, what's going to uh, make me feel best in the long term? Um, and just kind of putting that into perspective will really help you address your current situation to do the hard thing, have the hard conversations. Um, and like, if we can take it back to like a health and fitness standpoint, because that's obviously like an area that I'm, you know, super invested in myself. Um, it's easy to not go to the gym. It is easy to pick a drive-through meal rather than come home and cook. It is easy to, you know, eat that brownie. Nah, I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd still eat the brownie. Definitely treat yourself. Don't, don't deprive yourself of shit. But like to the sense of working out is hard. Eating healthy is hard. You know, the discipline is difficult. And one, I, I think that's why a lot of people don't do it. Um, is because it is difficult. And two, I don't think enough people realize that the difficulty is what brings the joy, right? Like, it's the mental challenge. It's the constant, like, banter with yourself of, you're, like, fighting a demon. Like, you have, like, an angel and a devil on your shoulder at all times. And I can't say you. Let me speak personally, right? Where it's gotten easier over the years, but especially in the beginning, it's like, damn, I don't want to work out. It's 10 o'clock at night. You know, I've had a long day. I just studied in the library all day, but it's like, ah, but I'm going to feel better on the other side of it. Or "Mm, I really want a cookout tray right now, but I'm going to go home and make some yogurt and granola instead. Right? Like that's kind of how my journey started in the beginning. Um, And now my choices are like subconscious, right? Like I crave the better things I crave the healthy things I crave the discipline but especially in the beginning it's it's difficult because the path of least resistance the quote-unquote easy thing to do is to go through the drive-through line is to stay in bed is to go to bed late is to wake up late like right because those things don't take effort they don't require introspection they don't require discipline and um you know that can go for like let's take it a step deeper you know as far as meditation or journaling or um you know limiting your screen time limiting time on your phone like limiting time out and partying like you know pouring back into yourself all of those things are difficult at first because it seems easier just to go with the flow to go with the flow of what everyone else is doing everyone everyone else is out and partying i'm in my 20s like you know i gotta be with the i gotta be with everyone else or You know, none of my other friends, like, work out and eat healthy. Like, I don't want to be the only one. You know, like, a lot of those things that take least resistance that are just inevitably easy. It's There's little reward, right? Like, no risk, no story. Um, When you put yourself out there, create those, like, habits, those disciplines, those hardships almost, right? Like, you're almost creating 
adversity for yourself. Like I've definitely done that. I think working out in itself is adversity. That's why it feels so fucking amazing at the end of it. Because when I'm in the gym and my headphones are in and I'm zoned the fuck out and I'm literally like sweating and pushing myself to do extra sets and telling myself to go up and like, you know, wait and spending that extra 10 minutes on the stair stepper or even getting on the stair stepper in the first place, like spending the extra five minutes in the sauna. Um, I'm creating that adversity for myself. And not to say that I don't already have it in my normal everyday life, because I definitely do. I think everyone does, you know, to their own capacity, but creating that, creating, putting yourself in difficult situations, like willingly makes you such a mentally tougher and stronger person on the other side. And I guess I don't know why my only examples are with relationships and with fitness. Um, But like, if I, I guess I'm going to bounce back to whole, like the relationship thing, setting boundaries is difficult. Honoring your own boundaries is even more difficult because it's easy to say, well, I'm, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to say. But to actually hold your own word and hold yourself to a standard where you're not tolerating anything less than the boundaries you've implemented, that shit is difficult, right? Because you always want to make an exception for the rule, an exception for a person, an excuse for this, an excuse for that. Um, when in reality, like you gain, like I'm a very visual person, so I'm picturing it like tally marks, right? Like little tick marks. Every time you actually follow through with your boundaries, if someone is stepping over them or pushing them or teetering that line and you say, no, I'm not tolerating this. I refuse. This is not what I want. I, you know, just whatever that scenario looks like for you, when you uphold yourself and your value, it's like you add a little tick mark, right? Like, it's like, okay, that's on my side. You know, like I win that one. Um, And it's not even in a narcissistic way. It's in just like a, like a self-respect kind of way, right? Like we always hear that like, oh, girl, love yourself, like have self-worth, like all of this shit. And that means so much, but what does it mean to say it and not implement it? Right? Like you can have self-worth and you can, excuse me, you can say you have self-worth. You can say that, you know, you don't let anybody, you just don't let anyone in. You don't let anyone just come to your apartment. You don't, you know, just hang out and like let anyone hit, right? Like all of that. But do you actually follow through with those actions? Like, do you actually not allow people in your personal space unless they're serious about you? Do you actually value yourself enough to not put out on the first date? And no shame if you do. Like, do you, boo? But like, if you're telling yourself or telling other people like, oh, self-worth, like he ain't doing this, he ain't doing that. And then you're living this whole other lifestyle. Like you're confusing yourself And honestly, that's more detrimental to pretend that you have these honorable value, like values and boundaries and, you know, epitome of self-worth. But if you don't implement them, if you don't actually act them out, they're invalid. Like literally big, fat, red void, like a void stamp. They're invalid. Um, 
Because it's, it's difficult to do, is the point where I'm getting at. It's difficult to call someone out on their bullshit, right? Like, we weren't, I mean, some people were, but I wasn't born, like, I'm so non-confrontational. But I'm learning that confrontation doesn't always have to have, you know, a negative connotation to it. It can mean simply, like, this is a boundary I've set in place for myself, You've crossed this boundary, and I'm going to let you know. Because also, that's my duty as a human, as a person, because I love to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, and I can't do that unless they have all of the cards, right? Like, unless they see all of my cards, unless they, unless I give them everything that I'm feeling and seeing and, you know, experiencing. If they don't have all of that information, they cannot act accordingly. So it's only fair. It is only like correct in my mind as I'm moving forward in my adulthood that like how you react after the fact is completely up to you but I will give you the benefit of of the doubt until then right like if you wrong me it depends right but like sometimes I'll just like okay peace out I'm never gonna talk to you again or if I really care about you as a person or like just in general like I'm just trying to work on communication tell that person how it is it doesn't have to be negative it can be I felt this, you hurt me like this, and I'm willing to move on, but I just wanted to let it be known so you don't do that again. Like, that goes such a long way um, because what they do with that information says more about them than it does about you. But when you don't even give them that information in the first place, then that's when you harbor some sort of, like, hate or, uh, you know, like, it's kind of selfish, to expect someone to act a certain way when you don't give them all of the benefit of the doubts of like how you're feeling um, and what you're thinking. I think that's super important. But it, then again, it's difficult. Speaking up is so difficult. So difficult. Like I was just recently in the job market and um, kind of like frantically because it was so last minute and I was like just kind of reaching and like I had my really good friend, you know, kind of putting a good word for me at this position that I thought would be amazing in the moment. And then I went through two interviews and then I was able to kind of like settle in the idea of like, okay, I actually might get this job offer. Like, is this what I really want to be doing? Let's take a step back. I don't necessarily, I'm not, I don't have to be as frantic about finding a job Um, you know, how can I navigate this to where it's really going to serve me in the long term? And, uh, I thought about it and I was like, I'm not excited. The job doesn't excite me. Um, it's not what I want. It was just like settling basically, right? Like settling would have been the path of least resistance. I could have easily been like, I've already went through two interviews with them. Let me just take the position to save face for everyone. But I would have been diminishing myself and my value and, ultimately what would make me happy um and it was hard to do right like in a professional setting but I did it and it was a relief and like that's how you know you're making the right decisions like it's that relief of oh I did the hard thing and guess what it really wasn't that fucking hard it's the anticipation of the hard thing that makes it seem difficult but the aftermath is so beautiful so rewarding that honestly, that feeling kind of gets addicting. Like the feeling of doing the difficult thing, knowing it's difficult, but doing it anyway. 
and then coming out still alive on the other side because as cliche as it is y'all know i love me some cliches but like if it doesn't kill you it makes you stronger and uh that's that's all it is like shit's not gonna kill you it's not gonna kill you to speak up it's not gonna kill you to let someone know that they crossed a line in your relationship it's not gonna kill you to um I don't know, you know, it's just not. It's only gonna make you stronger, hopefully, if you let it. I had to drink, take a sip of my sleepy time tea. <laughs> Cause I used to take, I was on a melatonin kick um, for a minute. Like I had COVID last year, last December, and it fucked up my sleep schedule for like four months to the point where like I was constantly fatigued and const- I was constantly anxious. And I think I was constantly fatigued because I was constantly anxious. So I wasn't able to sleep. Anyways, long story short, I was popping melatonin every night just to like fall asleep. Wouldn't even stay asleep, but just to fall asleep. So luckily I'm not on that anymore because I sleep like a baby. But I do like a little, you know, nightcap. So I'll do my little sleepy time tea before I go to bed. Um, yeah, complete sidebar, but as I think, I just took like the first deep breath out of this whole podcast. I don't think I breathed the whole time. I think I was just ranting, but, um, yeah, just here to say that like, and I'm guilty of it. Like I said, you know, I always tell people, Um, You know, like I I have a morning routine for the most part and the number one thing and I still fucking struggle with it is not looking at my phone first thing in the morning. Like it's so difficult. Like I I literally sit there and talk myself down every morning. I'm like half asleep, (laughs) shutting off all 15 of my alarms. It's still dark outside. And like I'm to the point where literally, see, this is my downfall. I am that person. Sorry, not sorry. Where I set a lot of alarms. Okay, like, I'm getting better. I used to set, like, ten. Now I'm at, like, three. Usually do, like, three. Three or four, but typically three. Um, (laughs) But I'm such a heavy sleeper that, like, in the the alarm, like, that iPhone, like, eh, eh, that shit is so triggering to me that I literally will, like, take my phone off the charger, hold it in my hand under my pillow, and every time that alarm goes off, I just click snooze. So that's my toxic trait. What about you? Um, but anyways, like, but because my phone is already like there and like in my hand, like as I'm half asleep, turning off the alarm every eight minutes, it's so easy just to like swipe up real quick and like look at, you know, while it was on do not disturb. These are your notifications, right? Like, and I, there are some mornings where I don't and I just get right out of bed and I make my coffee and I open my blinds to get some sunshine and I journal and I put on some music and I light my candles, like all the vibes. And those are some great days. Um, but it's one of those things where like, I know, I know I have a great, I know I have great mornings and great days when I don't look at my phone first thing in the morning. And guess what a bitch still does sometimes? <laughs> I will literally wake up and look at my phone. So we're only human. Um, no one's perfect. I'm just here to, you know, to be the first to admit that. But it, it, it's just ironic to me where we know the things that make us feel good and yet we still don't do them because it's difficult. It's difficult to do them. But that's why it's so worth it. What's that quote? Nothing worth it is ever easy. 
like, then that shit wouldn't be worth it. Like, if you got everything handed to you in life, your value of things are, and this is a blanket statement, so I could be wrong, but, like, it's likely that your value of things or how you perceive value is a lot less than someone who's been grinding since they were 16, has had a job, and, like, works for all of their shit. Um, Because difficulty and adversity breeds a beast. It breeds appreciation. It breeds perspective. It breeds strength that you can't get from taking the easy route in life with anything. Like, there are just certain things that you gotta go through to grow through. Yo, I'm really sick of myself, honestly, with these cliches. But that was just that's just how I'm feeling tonight. And I had to get that off my chest. I hope y'all could resonate a little bit if you even made it this far. Um, just a quick little rant on your Tuesday night. Is today Tuesday? Let me check my calendar. Yeah, today's Tuesday. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's about to be Christmas, y'all. That's wild. Just hug your hug your loved ones. With the mask on, maybe. I don't know. COVID's everywhere. I might have COVID right now. So, we out here. Like, it is what it is. But I'm staying inside and by myself until I figure it out. Um, But I hope everyone is, you know, enjoying their holidays to their own capacity at their own pace. Because they do look different for everyone. And, um, yeah, just be kind to each other. Be easy. Be loving. Love. Like, if there's one thing I, like... I do it already, but, like, love. Love on your people. Surround yourself with people that love on you. And just do that shit unapologetically and out loud because life is short. And, you know, just is short and unpredictable. All right. So I'm going to pop off because I want to go finish my tea. Um, But thank you for listening. If you got it this far, if you made it this far... And like I said, just stay tuned for, you know, some more episodes coming soon with some of my great, beautiful, powerful friends, Um, maybe even some strangers. If I can find someone that is willing to spend a night or an hour or two out of their night and talk with me, I will provide some red wine. But yeah, I just want to talk about all things, just navigating your 20s. Like this shit is kind of wild, but I'm enjoying it. Um, It's beautiful, beautifully chaotic. Like, if there's any word to describe me or my life, uh, beautifully chaotic or no, organized chaos, for sure, for sure, organized chaos. All right, on that note, I'm going to go. Peace and blessings and Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Peace.